why do I keep attracting the same men in my life? Or why do I keep attracting this kind of person in my community? Or, or why does this thing keep happening over and over again? It's like, well, you're the common denominator. So like, what are you doing or allowing energetically or otherwise to make that happen? Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. I hope that this has been a great month for you so far. I can't believe that January is pretty much already over as of today, but it has been a fun month here at the Influencer Podcast. One of the reasons is that we have gone from one episode a week to two. You have probably seen that if you are an avid listener of ours. Um, no, you have not missed a bunch of episodes. We just have more episodes coming at you. And the plus to this is that I am able to bring you more guests, more strategies, more ideas, and optimally more support. Another way that I am bringing support to you this month is with my brand new free audience growth guide. This guide is perfect for you if you are looking to grow your audience this year in 2024. It's really as simple as that. If building a social media presence and having a healthier and more thriving social media presence is something that you are looking forward to this year so you can build your personal brand, this audience growth guide is the free ticket for you. All you have to do is go to juliesolomon.net slash growth to grab this free guide. It also comes with a compilation video of me actually walking you through all the steps, all the strategies, all the maps and the infographics that I share with you inside this guide. So again, that's juliesolomon.net slash growth if you wanna grab that guide. And today we have an awesome person coming to the podcast. Her name is Ali Casaza. Now I first met Ali years ago in a mastermind that we were in together. And she's actually been on the podcast before. I think it was back in 2018 she was on the podcast. But today we are coming with some really good stuff to you. During this podcast, you're going to hear Allie discuss the importance of getting back to basics and really embracing authenticity in branding. She shares her journey of evolving from being the declutter queen, as she's been called on social media, decluttering physical spaces to actually decluttering the mind, body, and spirit and what that means. She emphasizes the power of staying true to yourself and, of course, the need to stop people-pleasing so you can really step into your power and to really your growth and to calling in the people that need you the most. She talks about how to repel versus attract your ideal audience and the importance of building a community that really aligns with you and where it is that you're going. There are some incredible moments of realization and big takeaways from today's conversation with Allie, and I personally loved it. I loved just hearing her own evolution of how she was able to do this and how she was able to finally let go, step into herself, and that how that actually helped her build a stronger community than ever before. So if you feel a little bit lost in your audience right now, maybe you're afraid to connect with them on a deeper level, maybe you're confused on how to do it, this conversation is perfect for you. And with that, let's Let's get started. Hi, Allie. Hi, friend. It's so good to be back here with I you. I know. It's so good. And that's so so wild to think. I feel like a big theme for me over this last year has been getting back to basics or whatever basic is to me. When I, when I think about basics in terms of my business and brand, I think back to like 2016, 2017, which is when we first met. Uh, you and I mm -hmm. had the, the gift of being in a mastermind together. It was the very first mastermind I was ever in. I don't know if it was your Same. first mastermind. Yeah. And it yeah. was a really beautiful group of women. And it was like, I guess in the, in the online years, it was 
early on, I guess, <laughs> like 2017 mm -hmm. early on. But it's been fun. It's been fun to kind of like, you know, I, I kind of think about you. And I think you were on my podcast early on too, because I launched my podcast in 2017 and that's when I met you. So it's nice to kind of have you back on. And I know so much has changed since then. So it's like getting back to basics to me is also like, a nice resurgence of what I what I think is is really like the root and purpose of this show. So I'm excited to have you here. Yeah. And just coming full circle kind of like so far at least. Yes. And starting out together so early. Like we were babies and like didn't know anything. And now having both gone through so much and then come back to talk business again is really cool. It is really cool. And so with that to say, Allie, you know, if, if those listening don't know who you are yet, which you have probably seen Allie or seen her brand at some point in time, because she's been doing this for a long time, I would love for you to share just a quick little synopsis of who you are, who you serve and where that is in your corner of the internet. So I serve women who are done with the old way, especially mothers unsubscribe from kind of like the typical um, hot mess culture the I have to be overwhelmed, I have to take everything on, do everything myself and do it all perfectly. And you're just choosing to unsubscribe from that exhaustion. Um, I started out kind of being the decluttering queen um, and having um, the declutter like a mother challenge every January. We're about to do it again. I think this is like our eighth or ninth one. Um, things like that, just super fun, like getting people together, getting them excited to just remove blocks physically. Then that kind of translated over into um, metaphorically and decluttering in that way and your calendar and your time and your energy, your boundaries. And um, then that got deeper and I started getting certified in different things that helped me in therapy. And we started decluttering like our trauma and our unconscious blocks and basically just created this brand based on this method that makes women lighter. And as a group, we're all just choosing that, understanding that stress is a choice that we're no longer available for making. And yeah, it goes into life and business and all the things. Oh, I love that. And I love that it's like when I think about that, like getting back to basics for Allie, it's really like the problem that you solve for people is clutter. But it just doesn't yeah. mean like the clutter in your closet. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. you know, mind, body, and spirit, the clutter. So can you share with us mm -hmm. a little bit about the journey of declutter and, and from when you first started to how that has evolved and looked like now? Because I think that a lot of those that listen to this podcast, whether they are just getting started or whether they're pretty advanced and they've been at this for a while, like you and I have, there is this myth or this belief system, if you will, that evolution is, you know, not possible or it's a detriment. Or if I decide to do this one thing, that means that I'm going to be pigeonholed or like, it's just always going to look like this, which as we know that it, it would be impossible because as you grow and evolve, obviously everything you touch will grow and evolve. So can you share how that yes. evolution for you has always been while also keeping that through line, because I think to, to me, when mm -hmm. I think of you and how the way that you've been able to build the mega monster, amazing business that you have and the community that you have is because you have stayed consistent with that problem that you solve and with that fruit through line and with who that is for. That's such a good conversation to start. Like I said, I started with physical clutter. That was my story. That was my experience. I had written a post that went viral, which we talked about that intentional virality in our 
first episode together, it was huge because women, mothers were, we were starting this epidemic of burnout. Now, you know, we call it the mental load and there's studies being done um, on the mental load on mothers and how it is quite literally killing us. And it's just very normal to, you know, have all this junk you don't need and then have a storage unit full of more junk you don't need that you pay for and possibly another one, even though the house you live in is two, 3000 plus square feet. Like it was just the beginning of this, like I said, this epidemic, this huge problem, this weight that women were, that people had that were fall, was falling to the mothers. I thought that was it. That's all I was going to do. But then I personally, after the virality, after the business grew, after I had rode that wave and turned it into a lucrative company, I personally was like, well, I was a stay-at-home mom. Now I'm a business owner and I have really little kids. At the time I started my business, I have four kids and my youngest was just a baby. He was breastfeeding, not sleeping at night. It was, and then I had three toddlers. All of my kids were born in five years. So I am doing something this year that I have never done before. And I want you to join me for it. It is a free five-day brand building bootcamp. Now, all you have to do is go to juliesolomon.net slash bootcamp to get the details. But I want to let you know that if you are someone who is already saying you don't have the time this year, you don't know the best next step to take, or you just need someone to hand you an actionable game plan, this brand building bootcamp is for you. It is time to re-clarify your brand strategy, remove content overwhelm, and create a sustainable business. And this is what the Brand Building Bootcamp is a lot about. Why I'm inviting you to this free virtual event, I'm going to be showing you how to solidify your strategy so that this year is finally when you solidify your audience and revenue without being drowned out by the noise of every online marketer telling you that their program or their this or that will solve your problems. During the free five-day Brand Building Bootcamp, you will clarify your brand strategy and message, remove the overwhelm of content creation so you can can monetize your brand and scale sustainably. By the end of our time together, you're going to have a clear direction on your content strategy for the rest of the year, tools to increase your social media presence, and an easy to implement brand growth strategy that you can put into action immediately. I did share some of these strategies last year in a small session that I did, and there was an incredible woman, Stacey Asis, who is a digital creator. And this is what she said about what I'm sharing with you during this bootcamp. She said, Julie, I just wanted to say that since your free trainings, I have learned my unique value, figured out how I wanted to niche down, and only two weeks later, I have grown by almost 3,000 followers and my engagement is out the roof. Just hit the 10K mark, I am already seeing crazy proof that it works. I mean, do we need to hear anything more? Just go to juliesolomon.net slash bootcamp to save your free seat and do it soon because the bootcamp starts on February 14th. Yes, Valentine's Day, my friends, and you will only be able to get into it for the next couple of weeks. So don't miss out. At this time when I'm running the business, I think my youngest was like, a, you know, a year and a half too. So they're all really little. And I'm just like, okay, I need to declutter like my life, like my calendar, my, my time. How do I run this business and doing my webinars and growing and my social media and like all of it. And I figured that out for myself because there wasn't an answer. All of this that we're doing, these online businesses and courses and stuff was so new. 
nobody was teaching it. So I figured it out for myself. And then it was like, of course I have to share this. So every step that I've taken in my personal life shows up in my business once I've mastered the craft. And that's how I see my job is I am here to find the gaps, build bridges over them, and then like put out a flare. Like it's right here. Look, I figured it out and like walk other women over that bridge and show them how to build it for themselves. And talking about getting pigeonholed, I very much have felt that throughout my entire career. I have seen it on the internet about me. I have seen it show up directed towards me in my DMs or in like when I I do a lot of question boxes and stuff on my Instagram. Like I'm very much in my audience and they'll say things like, I just want you to stop asking what else we want and just go back to decluttering. Like, remember your roots. Remember what you can't like. There's people that are very passionate about that and don't want me to talk about anything else. But as I was building this business, as I was growing and evolving, as I was raising my kids and traveling and moving and um, coming into money for the first time, like I was finding major unconscious um, beliefs that were not serving me, that I was clearing. I was going to therapy. I was diagnosed with PTSD from literally poverty trauma from before I had my business because we were not okay. I was going into somatic therapies and learning about what your inner child means and how to have a relationship with her and heal her. I was practicing emotional freedom technique, which I'm now certified in and I'm obsessed with and clearing layers of anxiety and issues. Like, of course I'm going to share that. It's a personal brand and I'm the person. So what I am comes out of me and flows for the benefit of the audience. And it's not up to them. They can take it or leave it. And that's what I had to learn. So I feel like what people need to understand is that being a personal brand will put you in direct conflict with any people-pleasing tendencies that you have. And it has to, it has to die or your brand will because you're going to be – I was fake for years mm. and I was miserable because of it. Oh, that's so, so good. And And you being able to decide, you know, what that is for you or what that looks looks like for you – throughout each process is what made it more and more authentic. And so can you share a little bit about what your brand looked like from your perspective? And now that you have a different perspective of it, looking back when you felt, and you probably weren't conscious to it at the time, but looking back to say like, that was not my authentic self. That was me putting on a mask and like showing up to the world in the way in which I thought I needed to, in order to build a personal brand versus this is who I am. And this is, this is my purpose. This is my why. This is what I'm called on this earth to do. And this is how I show up now. For me, it very much looked like staying practical when I would like give advice, answer questions, do live streams, create a new course. I would be fighting the urge to get into the spiritual and the, you know, quote, woo, um, fighting the urge to share what I knew was the truth. Because I had never publicly talked like that before. My brand was very literal, tactical, practical. You declutter this, you do this. So people would ask me a question. And of course, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. But they would ask a question. And and it was like, I didn't know this at the time. But I would straight up be like channeling. It's because she's feeling like this or she believes this about herself. She doesn't feel worthy of ease. You need to tell her to work on getting comfortable with ease and flow and letting things be easy. And instead I'd be like, 
well, it sounds like you just have too much going on. So you need to just simplify. Like I would go back to the practical because that was safer and it was expected from me. Everything else felt like I'd have to over explain what I know and, and why I'm saying that. And sometimes you can't explain your gift. It doesn't need an explanation. It just needs room mm. to be. And I didn't know that that was okay. I felt unqualified. I felt like I would be judged. And really, you know, I was just judging myself. So I would hide behind the practical and and suppress the spiritual and the the feelings that I would get. Like I would literally feel attached to someone in my webinar chats and know she needs to hear this. Are you going to give it to her or not? And I would always choose not to. And then even when I started, like I couldn't do it anymore. Like it was like, this is like, it's crazy. But I got strep throat every month for like a year and I couldn't get it figured out. They were like planning to do this surgery, literally was stifling my voice and making myself sick. Every time I would like be about to start my cycle, I would get strep. I'd never had strep my entire life and I haven't since. So it was like very literally like manifesting in my body of like suppressing, hiding, muting, editing. Um, and I had been edited my whole life as a child. I was just doing what I knew. You don't talk about that. You don't get into that. Um, and so I was not being myself. I, and then I would, so I was like, okay, I have to say, I have to start to share these things. So I would give little bits but I would do it in a way that felt very safe, very vanilla. I'm a, I'm a hard hitter. I'm a truth speaker. Um, I'm very direct. Like it's, it's my gift. It's my personality. It's my brand as a person. And it should have been my brand as a brand, but I was hiding. So I would water things down, make it very sugar coated and vanilla and safe. I wouldn't cuss. I wouldn't, I wasn't being myself. I talked the way I talk in my personal life. And I would come on the internet and just be like, Susie's sweetheart. Like, it's just not me. So yeah, I just, I was just muting myself. I was hiding and covering up. And then it got to a point where I was shoving so much down and hiding so much to cover up. I got physically sick, even sicker. And then I started resenting my audience and resenting my business, resenting my team and hated going to work hated doing everything, delegating things that really needed to be me. I just didn't want to be there. I was just done. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. 
And it was because I wasn't being my true self. And that's exhausting. Oh, so, so good. And so relatable. So, so, so relatable. Was there a specific moment? It might've been a series of rock bottoms or just like one major rock bottom, but what was the moment that you finally said, okay, my reason for not showing up is no longer greater than the excuses that I have. And it's like, I, I'm so sick and tired of being so sick and tired that I, I have to make a change. What was that catalyst for you? I had a moment where I realized that like my worst fear is inauthenticity. Like if somebody misinterprets me, I I don't feel this anymore, but I used to just feel like, oh my God, I got to make this right. Like, I, oh my God, no, like it would kill me for me to be inauthentic or be perceived that way. And it's crazy because that's what I was doing the whole time. But I just, I didn't realize it, if that makes sense. So it was like, I know I'm a good person with a good heart and I care about people. So to, for people to know that I have to be really sweet and act very vanilla and be very safe and make sure everyone likes me. But that's not it at all. It's actually just showing up and being fully yourself and understanding that to be magnetic, magnets also repel the shit out of a lot of things, but they attract what is meant for them. So to be magnetic, you also have to be repellent and, re and you know, push other things away. And so I, before I got that, I had this moment where I just was like, I am not being authentic. Like my worst fear is being realized. And I did it to myself trying not to do it. Like it was such a, it's so obvious when I'm explaining it right now, but then it was like, I realized how unhappy I was in my business, my dream. Like I was living my dream life and making money, like really good money that I never even knew people could make. And I had everything set up. I was, everything was, I was working very little, but I was avoiding everything. I was avoiding my purpose. I had a cash cow and not a purpose anymore. And I knew that what I would need to do is take a break and come back and pivot. And that that was going to hurt my money because pivots do that, but they're worth it if they're aligned. So that was it for me. It was like, I'm miserable. I hate this. Like sitting at my desk, doing my, what was once my dream and just being like, I hate this. And I was like, so my thing is always like, let's get to the root, right? With my coaching, with what I do for women, even with the clutter side, what's the root? It's not the stuff. It's not the Amazon. It's that you have a hole you're trying to fill. What's, what's the root? And so I was like, what's the root here? And it was that I hated who I was when I got on camera. I hated who I was when I was in the Ali Casaza brand because it wasn't really me. So then I have to stop, take a break focus on this, heal this. And I have to come back and really embody my true self and be that magnet and know that there's going to be a lot of repelling and that it's going to, it's going to put me right directly face to face with my people pleasing issues and my need to be liked and my need to get validation from other people. So for four months, I disappeared and did a lot of inner work and worked with an amazing therapist that I still see and love. And got okay with people not liking me and disagreeing with me. So yeah, it was just that realization of like, I hate this. Why do I hate this? Well, because I hate who I'm being because I'm not being myself. After the four months of you going dark on social media, which is like the number one way that you sell and build a brand. I mean, obviously email and all that, but that's like how personal brands stay relevant. You mm -hmm. take four months to just really root into you 
then you come back, then what happens? Especially thinking about that magnet analogy that you were mm -hmm. using. It was interesting because the second that I hit record on my first Instagram story that was even saying, I'm back, I missed you guys, whatever. I felt it come on like the old habit from so many years of like, it's almost like, you know, when you get ready to podcast and everyone just kind of has like a podcast voice, like you can't help it. You just do it. It's not that you're not being yourself really, but it's just, I don't know. It just happens to all of us. It was like that. Like I had a, a face, a voice, a way of speaking, a way of phrasing sentences that was like the old way, the old way of being that wasn't truly me. And I felt it come out and I deleted that story like nine or 10 times. And I never do that. I would just record and I'm a fly by the seat of my pants, inspiration, action taker kind of person. And I just realized like, wow, this is very embedded. This is going to take practice and work. But I was in a, such a good place of grounded into myself. I was like, that's okay. Like this isn't going to be perfect. I'm letting go of that expectation on myself and I'm just going to show up and let this be messy and notice and be aware of myself. And um, then I was like, okay, like what is it that I want to say? I just want to say that I'm back and I'm happy to be back and I'm doing really well. And so that's what I said. And it, and it was me and people flooded my DMs and they all said the same thing. Some version of you sound different. You look different. Your energy is different. What happened? Like what? You know, all that. But like they were just like, you look so different, sound so different. Um, I was like, yeah, this is this is me. <laughs> this is Allie. And then it was tough. The pivot was tough. Like I I said like a statement, like I've burned a lot of bridges. I am not I'm just not proud of who I've been and how I've shown up here. I want things to change. This is kind of what that will look like. But I did say like, expect for me to talk about things I've never talked about. Expect me to talk in a way that I haven't really talked in. And it's okay if I'm not still for you. That season of my life is over. Um, and then about six months later, I finally let the world in that I had made big decisions about my marriage ending, that I was in a different place, that I had let go of so many old boxes I was letting myself stay in. And, and that did it. That purged the audience for sure. And so, yeah, in it was what just way? Like, like, like break it down. Was it like people took it personal that you got a divorce and were like, oh, yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Like, and this is what's crazy to me because, I mean, I have like, I can, we can link to anything that's helpful for people. They can just go on my corner of the internet and find whatever they want to find. There's videos and things. And I was, Brian and I both have been so open and honest. Like we actually feel really proud of the situation and the decisions we made and why we made them and how we made them and how we handled everything with the kids. But we got married when we were like 19 years old. It was all very religious and we're not a part of that anymore. So it just didn't make sense. So it was literally just like, okay, so like friends. Yeah, friends. Okay, bye. And like now we're just friends and co-parents and people couldn't understand that. They're just like making up rumors, trying to like find a war, trying to create one because there wasn't one. Um, and, and then they also needed that for themselves. Like they needed, they needed it to make themselves. sense for themselves. Yeah. Yes. And people were like, well, if there's no problem, then like you guys just gave up and that's not okay. There was people that, you know, it's part of their personal religious beliefs sure. to not do that. And they were projecting that on me. Sure. Um, so that 
got rid of a lot of people that I just didn't want in my audience. And I could see them when they would show up places and I would just feel heavy. Mm. Like I just, I don't want, I don't want that energy here. Um, and then, but yeah, it was, it was, it was honestly kind of funny. People very much made it personal and their messages were being more aware now. They were so clearly not about me. Right. They were so clearly about themselves and their own boxes and perception and you should be doing things my way. And well, if you guys got divorced and what does that mean about me? They were just laced Nothing. with Zero. That. Yeah. You weren't yeah. part of like, this marriage. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but like we don't know who you are. Right? <laughs> when we got married, you weren't there. <laughs> We didn't make this decision thinking like, what does Laura from Poughkeepsie right. think about this? Like, <laughs> But you know what's crazy is that I feel like a lot – like the old version of you, Allie, and, and there was an old version of myself, and I'm sure I'm an old version of a lot of people listening to this that like would have thought, well, what is she going to think? And like yeah. Laura from Poughkeepsie that I've never met is going to be really affected by this thing that I post or by this decision that I make in my life or, or how I choose to parent my child in this situation. And I need to take that into consideration, even though I've never met her. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And it's right. It's, it's so fascinating that like just, just the psychology of us as human beings of needing to be seen and loved and validated and worthy and appreciated and how external that can get for us that like this old version of you would have probably either never made that decision that needed to be made mm -hmm. or definitely never shared it publicly because you wouldn't have wanted her, them to be so mm -hmm. affected. But now this version of you that is now standing in her power, that is so authentically who she is, that is, has healed and will continue to heal is like, no, I can own this. I can take this on. Like this was a decision mm -hmm. that we made that we needed to make. And I can own this and you can have your feelings about it, but that has nothing to do with me. Yes. Yes. And seeing it for like when people do speak up and say something that is not their place to say, I see it from almost a place of empathy. Like I know what kind of a person says something like this to somebody on the internet. I know what kind of a person feels like they have to say their opinion and they want to make sure that you know they unfollowed you because they know that you're too powerful to notice if they don't say something. Mm. And I'm so sorry that you're in that place. I used to be there too. Yeah. Like yeah. just literally, it sounds so cliche and annoying, but truly getting to a place of like sending them so much love mm -hmm. because it sucks to be there. Yeah. Do you know what kind of negative energy it takes to be mm -hmm. a troll or somebody that's like, see someone that went through something hard and overcame it and is sharing their story in a positive way and to just like shit on it? Like they are miserable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that was big for me to mm -hmm. see it like that instead of, I would internalize, I would blame, I would freak out. It would physically make my stomach like ill. Yeah. And now it's like, I really don't care. Mm -hmm. It's liberating. Yeah. And I think your point to empathy is so important because when you used to be that, 
you know, like there's this saying that I've heard is like, if you offer your input more than once, you're trying to control. And it's mm-hmm. like, right. Like, and I can That's identify good. with that because being a former control freak, the more that I felt out of control in my own life, the more that I wanted to control other people, places, and things because it made me feel in control. And so I can have compassion for that and I can have empathy for that. And so I think that you leading in that way, I would love to know how did that shift? Like the purge started to happen. You could see former versions of yourself in other people, which allowed you to just lead with empathy, but also like complete detachment, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. like not your stuff. Then what happened to the community and the audience? Because I can just imagine now, and I don't, how long ago was this? Early, mid last year. Okay. So you're like 18 months-ish from that, almost two years from that. I can just Mm -hmm. imagine now that you probably have a more authentic, robust, real, true, like connection with your community that you've ever had. And by the way, if you don't know, like Allie and her business, she has built a massive, like when you talk about community building, like you talk about Allie, like I remember we've been in more than one mastermind together. And that's the thing that people are like, how do you build organic community? How do you have these Facebook groups with like tens and hundreds of thousands of people in it. And you've got this massive email list and like, how do you have this community? So Allie literally knows what she is doing when it comes to building community. Cause she was able to do all of that, even when she did not feel like her most authentic self. So I just, just me knowing that about your business, I'm just so curious as to how did showing up as you leading with that empathy, leading with that loving detachment, How did that repel the people that were not meant to be there? And then what happened to the people that either stayed or that then you attracted in? So it goes back to that magnet analogy. These people are so repulsed. They're so upset. They're leaving reviews on the podcast because they have to say something. They're so repelled. And then there's the others. These are the moms that have like margarita nights with their girlfriends that say the F word that are like so love being a mom and they make it fun and they just are not available for making it difficult. And they're always seeking ways. They're growth minded, but they're also just fun to be around. And their sense of humor is is there in terms of like matching mine and they're my girls. And so they like a magnet, the other side of it. They were like, like straight to me, like, oh my God, finally, someone that's not like perfectly aesthetic all the time, which I know that kind of vibe and those kinds of accounts and they're beautiful. They're just not for everyone. My account is great, but it's not for everyone and it's not supposed to be. So they're saying these things like, oh my God, finally, it's, you're cussing, you're being, you're hilarious. Like I just was telling you before, you know, we hit record, I was just filming for a promo coming up and I was doing this stupid like Doja Cat dance. It's like wildly inappropriate and it's for declutter like a mother. Like it's, it's stupid and silly and inappropriate and explicit language. And like, just like, it's just, me. And so the women that are like that, that, that vibe with that either want to be more like that or are like that are just not able to look away. My open rates are higher. My click rates are higher. My conversions are not only are they higher, they're stronger and more steady. Um, I haven't run ads at all. I don't need to. Yeah. It's amazing. I hate running ads. I know. You've always hated running ads. <laughs> I hate running ads. <laughs> I'm like, like, give me an ad all day long. You're like, no, yeah. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
now I'm like, okay, maybe next year we'll like do it to boost what's already working. But like, I hate it. I love authenticity. I don't need them. I, people are just flocking to me because I'm being, because like I said, again, you have to be magnetic and in being magnetic, it's the law of polarity. You are also being repellent. So your comment section is going to be hilarious. Like it's going to be oh my God, I can't even stand this. And then also I've never loved anything more than I've loved this. Where do I sign up? Like it's going to have that polarity in it because you are being polarizing just by being your authentic self. So yeah, it, there was a big drop though. Like I, I will be honest, my email list dropped, let's see, it was like 220,000 and it dropped to 170,000. Boom. Immediately. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm like, get them out of there. Boom, done. You're gone. I yeah. so um Brian was very supportive of me during this time because he has known me since we were in seventh grade. Yeah. He knows me better than almost anyone. And he was like so in like cheering for me during this journey of like literally facing the worst thing that could ever happen is always people being like, ew, unsubscribe. And I was literally so happy we decided or he decided that we would like make a cake or go out to dinner or do something with the kids to celebrate my audience aligning with my real self. Mm. And we like talked to the kids about that and he stuck with it. We did like a dinner. We did like a wine night one time. We made a cake another time for every like 5,000, <laughs> which was it. like every day. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's a lot of cake. We're going to have to, <laughs> but, and social media was the same. I, I was at like 200 K and I dropped to like, Oh my God, I want to say like 130 and now it's like back up to 160 or something. I don't know, but it's. But can like we pause and take a moment though to just like, just that right there, the fact that you could drop like that and not have an existential crisis, like 99% of the people that I know would just goes to show how much recovery you have in your healing process and how rooted you are in who you are and that being enough, like that alone is incredible. So like, I just want to pause to, cause I know there's so many women that are listening to this right now that like, if they lose five followers, they're like in a corner, you know, for days. Right. And it's like, we have mm-hmm. to pull them out. We have to remind them, like, let's stay, let's stay on the purpose and the path. So the fact you have that to go you- back to that pep talk. Exactly. You're repelling. You're repelling. Like with every attract, you're going to repel. And so you just being so steadfast and true in who you are is really a beautiful thing to witness. So I just want to honor that for a moment. I thank you so much. It's like I spent my whole life growing up being taught. This is the box and this is where you belong. This is what is good. This is good girl status. And it's very important that you stay here. And the way that you know you're there is external sources telling you good, good. So literally, that's why I had to do somatic therapy. They, and I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's like very intense. You're almost having like an out of body experience, but you're very in your body. And there's like, you're like, they have you do like certain like shaking things. Like you are getting trauma out of your body. And all of mine was around being seen, being judged and letting it, letting them. So 
Now, this is what I want you guys to do. Whenever you get, you notice followers dipped. You're, you're more, you're, every time you're yourself, you will both get a spike and a dip. And at first there will only be dips, <laughs> big dips. And that's okay. So now like what I did was every single time I would tell myself, let them, let them, let them go and let them come. That was my mantra. I'm, I loved it so much. It's everywhere in my office. I might get a little tattoo because it was just so helpful. Let them go and then let them come back. Let them new ones come. The fresh, fresh blood in the business. It's they're, they're the most excited anyway. They're like, oh my God, I just found you from that hilarious thing you posted. Oh my God. Like I saw all the comments. People are so weird. I love you. Like those people. And babes, like, they were never going to root for you anyway. Like my sign off and my emails is always I'm rooting for you. They were, I truly am rooting for them. They were never rooting for me. They wanted me to be controlled. They wanted to edit me. They, I spent my whole life that way. I, I know it when I see it. Why would I treat myself like that? Why would I allow myself to have an audience full of people that trigger me and want to edit me and want to keep me from growing because it makes them feel better about themselves? Mm -hmm. Why would I want an audience full of people that only loves me if I am following their rules, which is all perception anyway mm -hmm. and is empty and hollow and stupid? It doesn't make any sense. I love myself so much now. All I care about is if I am happy doing what I'm doing. So if something makes me laugh and I think it's funny and people want to cancel me, okay, go ahead. I'm always humble. I'm always open to learn. I'm always open to, to be a better version of myself. But if you just don't like me because I am not staying in your little box or I'm being too much, like I am the too much woman. And you can either get on board or get the hell out. I really don't care. And that is so freaking liberating. Mm. Like I'm, I'm so free. I'm inspired. I've got so many ideas. I'm starting to post on Instagram like two or three times a day wow. because my, I'm booked out like too far. I'm not going to have an idea that juicy and put it in April when it's December. Like I can't. So I'm just, I'm lit up. I am in flow finally. And this only happens when you let them go and then let them come. Mm. It It's magic. Yeah, it is. And it, it reminds me of that saying, like we teach people how to treat us because it's all a mirror. Yes. And so it's like, if you were treating yourself that way, then you are teaching those in your world to also treat you that way. Or if you're allowing yes. it, to happen. And I think those listening can relate to this, no matter how, you know, your years of, of being online and building a business and brand online and the evolutions of that is you'll have those moments. Like you were saying earlier, Allie, I don't love my community right now. I don't, I don't love what I'm doing. I don't love what I'm working on. And it's like, well, it's all a mirror. So what is that meant to teach you? What is that meant to show you right now? Like, what are you avoiding that could probably get you to the other side of this that you're not honoring? And I think that that, that is a sure fire and so when you just said like, they were never rooting for me, like obviously they weren't because if they were, they would have been the first ones to support you through this huge personal like transformation of your family, but they were the first people to knock you down. And it's mm -hmm. because that was, that was what they came to you inauthentic. They came to you as people pleasers. They came to you as watered down versions of themselves because you came to them that way. So like attracts like. And so I, I love yes. that you 
that you stated that because I think that's a good reflection for myself and for all of us here in this conversation to remember if we're having those moments of like, why do I keep attracting the same men in my life? Or why do I keep attracting this kind of person in my community? Or, or why does this thing keep happening over and over again? It's like, well, you're the common denominator. <laughs> so like, what are you doing or allowing energetically or otherwise to make that happen? So I think that's a, that's a beautiful reflection and feedback here. And I think that even for some of those listening, like that could be very triggering too. Like if you're listening to this and you're getting like really freaking triggered right now, it's like, that is a beautiful, it's like, yes, be triggered. Like ask yourself why. Like yes. don't take it and personal. Go deep. Go Where deep. is it? Yes. What is it? Where does it show um, up? There's something, something that I worked with an energy healer a while back for a couple years. And one of the biggest things that she taught me that I still use, um, oh my gosh, all the time is she taught me, I'm going to probably butcher this, but the main point is there is something about being in water that um, gets you into like an energetic flow and helps things come to the surface. And so when like she taught me to ask a question, so like, okay, let's say, for example, you keep getting people in your audience that are like being really mean, like just really like a wave of really unkind comments, DMs, whatever. And they all have a certain theme. Let's say they all are like, like I was saying, you're feeling edited. They're trying to edit you. They're like, you shouldn't say it like that. Why did you have to? That just sent, seemed really condescending. Whatever. They're editing you. Then ask yourself, where am I editing myself? And get in the shower or get in the bath or even just do the dishes and keep your in your hands or under the water and just keep asking that question. Like magic, it will show up. Like it'll just drop into your head and you will know the answer. And then you can do something about it. And just, it doesn't have to be that deep. You don't have to do all this tapping and getting to the, your inner child. Just, I am now unavailable for editing myself in this way, whatever realization you had. And just decide. Energetically, you're done. And it will stop showing up. It's amazing. So little pro tip. <laughs> love it. I love all the tips. They're so good and juicy. Um, okay, Allie, before we start to wrap the conversation up, this is so good. I could keep, keep going because you have so many pearls of wisdom for us today. I would love for you to share really how you're showing up and serving your community now. I mean, there's, we still have this theme of declutter, but it is so much more mm -hmm. and bigger and deeper than what it originally started at. Um, I know that you mentioned, you know, somatic healing and EFT and hypnosis and some other things that you have actually done in your own journey that has really served you. And so now that is coming up in a way with your community. Could you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. I think the biggest way that everything has kind of come full circle and showed up in service to my audience is the collective. So I started um, Becoming Her Collective, which is all about, it's for growth-minded women that, like I said in the beginning, they're just done. The main like foundation of everything that I teach and everything that I do is the fact that your environment affects you. There's a book called Triggers by Marshall Goldsmith. It is basically the study of how your environment affects everything unconsciously. This is where clutter, physical clutter comes in. But your environment is more than physical. It's also the people you're around, the food you're eating, the beverages you're putting in your body, the thoughts you think, the words you speak about yourself and to others around yourself. It's a collection of everything. So Becoming Her Collective is an environment I wanted to intentionally curate for women that understand what I'm saying when I talk about that all the time for years and they want to put themselves in a positive environment that is 
conducive to their growth, conducive to them becoming her, her being the next level version of themselves. And so we do EFT, we do breath work every month. We are peeling back layers and moving forward with ourselves in beautiful ways. There's community. Then there's the business side, which is called CEO club. And that we're doing the same thing there. We're connecting with our businesses. We're letting go of what's not working and letting it be okay and aligning with the higher self of our business. Because I think your business does have a higher self. What does that look like? What is the higher version of you as a CEO? Let's become her and align our businesses with her. We're going to feel so much better and make a lot more money. So that's been really big. I launched that in August of 23. And that's just been huge and amazing. Did you know, like, I girl, I burned my courses to the ground. Like, I don't even run those anymore. Everything is new. So I'm like, Yeah. I'm just like, everything is different. Everything has changed. I'm not afraid anymore to set something fire and walk away and then just, you know, start fresh. So that's, that's what I've been doing. So good. So, so good, Allie. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. I used to do this. I probably did it when you were on the podcast because you were on the podcast earlier on. I used to ask this question Mm -hmm. and then I don't know. I guess I just got like bored and I stopped. I don't, I don't know why I just like stopped asking it, but I'm, I'm asking it again because I'm feeling the energy to do that with guests. What does influence mean to you? I remember this. Oh, okay. Influence is a power. Influence is people are looking and you can influence them to be better or be worse. And that's on you. I want to influence people to be better. I think influence is power and purpose. And I think it's also opportunity. Mm, can make the world a better place with your influence. Agreed. 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 All right. Well, as always to my beautiful, brilliant, brilliant listeners, we have such brilliant minds. I feel so lucky to be able to just have this great community. To my brilliant minds that are listening today, if you had any moments that just, it was an aha for you, it was a trigger for you, it was like a, oh my gosh, yes, like this is it. Any kind of moment like that, please, please, please screenshot today's episode, whether you're watching it on YouTube or listening to it on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you love to listen, screenshot this and then tag myself and tag Allie and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. I love to read these when you when you all do it. I love to see because it's so different for, for each and every person. And it, it allows me to just kind of see where you're at in this moment and like how this conversation just dropped in when it needed to, as it needed to for you. So again, just screenshot today's episode, tag both of us, let us know what the biggest takeaway was. I'll make sure to repost and share. And with that, Allie, can you let us know where to find you on Instagram and online. Yes. Uh, Instagram is Allie, A-L-L-I-E underscore that's me. And my website is just AllieCasaza.com. Type in something close and it'll come up. You can kind of choose your own adventure there with how I can help you. Beautiful. Thank you again so much for coming back on the podcast and showing up as the most authentic version of you which is beautiful and sharing your wisdom. It was a gorgeous conversation. Thank you. I absolutely love that conversation with Allie and I hope that you did too. If you did, I would love if you would rate and review this podcast wherever you love listening to podcasts and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. And of course, again, if you need help with audience growth this year, I do not want you to have to keep trying to figure it out your own. That is why I created my brand new free audience growth guide that does just that. It helps you grow your audience. So if you're looking for free, simple, and effective strategies, this growth guide is for you. All you have to do is go to juliesolomon.net slash growth to grab your free guide. And with that, my friend, I will see you next week. Same time, same place. 
As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all of that good stuff. 